Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the Gridstock Gather Racing Podcast. You're joined by Tucson 8 myself. Me, Tiger Assassin. And me, X90G. And this week we are kicking things straight off once again with some more Project Cars 2 action. So we had two races from Project Cars 2 this week. I think they were both quite interesting to watch from a fan's perspective. But we are going to kick things off straight away then with the Ferrari 333 SP race again in future. I really hope that we can change that title. Twister. <laughs> Yes, it is. should we call it the Ferrari Tongue Twister Championship? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're going to call it from now on on the podcast. So, um, from practice, you knew it was going to be a close race with the top four all in the same second. This actually continued over to qualifying, where faster A14... Oh, sorry, just got a bit of thunder on my end here in the UK. As, um, faster A14 took pole by three hundredths of a second, with all four of all of the top four cars in the same eight tenths of a second actually is really close in qualifying but for the race start it went all wrong for faster off the start there he had a horrible start in the wet conditions dropped to i believe it was about fourth or fifth place before we got to turn one uh faster as well um I was up to seventh place, even just looking at my notes here. Uh, Allo Champs had to go off the track to avoid the slow starting faster, and then he had a um, slow starting faster. Sounds a bit weird, doesn't it? <laughs> so, um, then he had a half spin at turn one, falling to the back of the field completely, and then going down the main straight at Fuji. Uh, the durations at Fuji, so I didn't mention that earlier. Um, Aguilator, Manic, and ID4 did go three wide down the main straight, although there was an absolutely Massive crash, as a Tiger just put it when he was reacting to this a few minutes before the <laughs> podcast. And uh, speaking of which, how did you see that incident, mate? It was a, it was a big crash. There was uh, damage everywhere, and uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a bit of an unreasonable move, really. As uh, he went sort of careering into the in, into the the right hand side of of the car, and then they both went into the wall. Both damaged there to went to both cars, but. Uh, yeah, you got to be careful. You don't really know too much on what's happening on on the driver's end, um, in terms of uh, like in terms of how how they see the incident. But you know, the driver could have lost the the front end maybe, or or the back end. But it, it it's interesting because uh, you know it's like yeah, he just swerves into the side of him and pushes the, uh, him into the into the wall there of. Uh, I can't remember who the the guy is that. Uh, yes, it, was, it was Manic who um, went off. Manic, yes, Aguilator just pushes Manic straight into the wall, and then both of them come out with damage. Yes, so uh, no, it was, uh, it was very interesting indeed. A bit weird uh, why yeah, that it happened. A, uh, maybe a bit more space should have been given. He had a, he had a whole track really. To be fair. Yeah, I think that he did definitely need to give Manic a bit more room on the outside there. You can't just move across another driver when they are probably still there after you've been going down the straight that long, especially in cars that are quite uh, equally matched. As a, are you having a couple of problems there, Natty, or are you all good? Yeah, the the weather's a bit... Um, I'm, I'm moving around. I hope I hope my mic's all right. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> So um, if we lose X at some point, on. you know why. <laughs> Show must go on. We leave the man in the field. <laughs> As well, we've had, we're having bad weather in real life at the moment. There was bad weather at Fuji last uh, Tuesday or yesterday, whenever it was. Um, we saw many cars taking different lines, trying to you know go through the puddles and that to try and keep their wet tyres in as close condition as always. I think 
Project Cars 2 may be one of the, well, for me, my own experience, is easier to drive in the wet than most other games. The only thing that makes it really challenging on Project Cars 2 is the puddles that appear around the track. So obviously when you go through a puddle on like your tyres, you're just going to start aquaplaning across the track. Yeah, which that makes can things, be very dangerous. Yeah, and that makes things really, really difficult to do. Yeah. So uh, big props to all the drivers who managed to complete the race. I think we had 10 finishes out, 10 finishes out of 11 starts, if I can get my words out. And... Um, yeah, that was nice to see all those different lines and stuff like that that we saw during the race. Anyway, as the race progressed, as Jukebox predicted up in the commentary box, so nice from him, uh, we had rain for about the first half hour of the race before it started to dry out. Um, we That did mean that we saw a lot of drivers having to pit and get make a crucial pit stop and decide to go on to the slick tyres. And later on in the race, we saw the rain come back, actually, which meant they had to pit for the wet tyres again. So as a driver yourself, Natty, how important is it to get that call right between the uh, slicks and the wets? Uh, yeah, it's a really tough call that the drivers have to make between the wets and the dries because you don't want to pit too early and lose so much time on slick tyres because the track will still obviously be wet and slippery, but then you don't want to be stuck out there overheating uh, wet tyres on a dry track. So it's really, really important to try and find the, the changeover point between the wets and the dries, which uh, I think uh, well, most drivers, I think, did it, found, found the correct time. So it's uh, so yeah, it can be quite quite tricky sometimes. All right, thanks for the insight. As later on in the race, we did see Red15, <coughs> sorry, and um, his teammate ESR Chef uh, come together. Well, not come together, but ESR Chef seemed to let um, Red15 go through there without too much hassle. Uh, do you think that was team orders from those two, Tiger? Yeah, it was team orders. Not, not really much more to say. <laughs> it's just, you can see just he clearly moves over to the side. He lets them get down the down the racing line, down in the you know the clean part of the track, and just uh, you know, and it's, it's it's team orders. But what from what we've seen in in these team races, which is obviously we'll talk about a bit later with the Golden Crown, but you know, team orders are always always first. But uh, some people don't like to stick the team orders there. So it was good to see that the team orders came into play. Yeah. That race. I was actually quite surprised that um, ESR was so courteous to his teammate there, despite him being ahead of Red 15 in the championship standings at the moment. They don't yeah, have that many races left to go and also in that championship. Yeah, it depends really on how the drivers feel, because some drivers are... Um, just, well, it depends on, how one, how the team is, and two, how the drivers feel. Um, and what, obviously, as you said about the championship standings, so... Um, and that's just that's the same for you know any race and sport in you know in the real in real life as well. Um, but uh, yeah, it can it's, it has a lot of factors coming to into team orders. Definitely, as uh, we had Red Fifteen and Allo Champs actually going wheel to wheel into Turn One. That happened. Uh, that happened a lot actually. <laughs> Those two really went at it for the lead of the race. As in, like the last thirty-seven minutes, the the rain came back after a dry spell that had lasted for about an hour, which meant that many drivers once again had to make that critical decision to come into the pits for wet tires or, or try and do a a glock and stay out on the slicks. As <laughs> I think, um, Ella Champs did try to do that. I think he did, but didn't quite work for him. But he did pit for the wet tires in the end, and uh, with eight minutes to go after an insane battle between Ella Champs and Red which was just so tense to watch. Uh, Champs did manage to 
get a nice clean move around the outside into turn one, bringing the defence of the lead to an end while those who are battling. However, it did allow um, faster underscore A14 to be lapping two seconds a lap faster at some points than the leaders. And then that actually led to a final lap battle between uh, faster and red for second place. I'm not going to go too much into the details because I want you to watch the race to see um, what happened. Uh, I'm not going to tell you the outcome either, but it was a second place. So if you want to go and see that, the outcome of that race uh please go to the youtube channel it is on there it was uploaded yesterday i believe it was and uh, yeah, you can go and see that but anyway the second race from the project cars to realm uh, was the renner mcgann trophy which took place at austria the osterreich ring red bull ring whatever you want to call it um in um the, the ring uh, the, the track. ring <laughs> at track in austria with a massive bull statue yeah. uh, <laughs> Uh, so that took place this week also. Um, Javier Rands took a second pole position in a row, although it wasn't quite as dominant this time. Only three tenths ahead of Aguilata and Becerra, but that did complete an all-Spanish 1-2-3 in, um, in the grid position. So, you know, if you are a, a Spanish fan of Gabriel Racing, it looks like your boys are doing well in the Renault Megane trophy <laughs> so far. As, uh, from the start, it was relatively clean from the people at the front, but well, there was absolutely ca absolute chaos behind. There were multiple crashes. I remember seeing um, King Quinn, who had a little incident with the driver going onto the grass and into the barrier. I don't think he got damage that was race-ending, but he did sustain some damage there. And also GTS was spun round by one of the yellow... Renault's yellow Renault. There's that word again from last week. I believe that. I don't yellow think it was Renault. <laughs> I think it was um I think it was Toby's teammate, but I'm not hundred percent sure. I think there was a replacement in for the race that happened uh well and last week at the time of recording, but you know, the course of the past week. But anyway, continuing on in the early stages of the race, Julio completed a double overtake at the turn three hairpin despite the damage he had sustained uh, before from an early incident. What did you make of that incident, Natty? Uh, yeah, it was a really good overtake. Firstly, you're going down the inside of one, but then uh, much more later, much more more confident on the brakes and uh, was able to get the move down the inside. And I noticed he actually had quite a bit of damage. So it's good to, it was a good overtake for the uh, for the damage that he sustained early in the race. So it's a yeah, really, really good clean move. And that damage actually came from a lap one incident between Bet Sarah and its Julia. How did you see that crash, Tiger? No, it was just it was um, the same as really, but it was quite similar to the incident we spoke about earlier in the in the Ferrari race. Just two cars coming together, one car deciding to to push the limits and, and push the other car to the limits of the track, and both of them just lose it straight into the wall. But once again, could have given a lot more space on that on that straight, and didn't need to push the car to the limit, especially when there was room on the inside as well, and there wasn't really too much of a threat on the inside maybe trying to de defend the line to maybe cover cars but uh, you know it's it, as i said it's difficult especially if you're not in that driver's seat but no nah, the, the more still a lot more room could have been given down that straight once again uh, yeah i think well we, we can all say things of hindsight but i guess when you're in that situation you have to make a split second decision and then try and deal the consequences best you can but that did result in a lot of aero damage there for julia lost his front and rear bumpers which caused him to obviously lose a lot of aerodynamic performance i mean he had another spin by himself just well almost in a straight line it seemed like from t in the run from turns eight to nine just that little downhill 
section there. As an Aguilade later on in the race pulled off a nice move on Cypher Knight for eight, managed to get down the inside into the first corner. Uh, Aguilade then had um, more of a, well, not incident packs race, but a bit more of an exciting race when he also had a, a massive save actually later on in the race with um, about, I believe it was about 20 minutes to go, 20 minutes, something like 20 minutes ago. As um, Kraza also made a move on Quinn, but there was contact between the two, meaning that Quinn lost two places. Uh, from my perspective, watching the stream back, it looked like Krasa maybe could have left a little bit more space for Quinn, but at the same time, Quinn wasn't really in a position where he was entitled to much more room on the outside where than Krasa could have given him. There wasn't much that your driver could do. Anyway, there was no real um, damage caused by the incident, so I think it will go down as a racing incident. Or at least that's what it should be in my mind anyway. Uh, Quinn also went wheel to wheel with um, Krasa again. And there was a crash into turn 8 as Krasa spun after contact with Aguilator. That was uh, an interesting one. <laughs> as um, Whilst that was going on, what I noticed is that a lot of drivers seemed to be having um, problems with traction and rear downforce. It seemed like a lot of drivers were spinning by themselves and losing the car out of traction uh, of um slow speed traction zones and stuff like that so uh, maybe for the future drivers if they set up will want to be putting more downforce on the rear wing uh Aguilator also went off which allowed quinn through and the closing stages of the race and an aggregator spun by himself at turn eight uh, once again turn eight seeming to claim many a victim <laughs> in the Renault McGann series race. Uh, Quinn also spun at the turn three hairpin, leaving Aguilator nowhere to go, which caused a, a massive, well, caused big damage for the car behind. But after all of that action, it was Javier Rand who took his second win in a row in the Renault McGann trophy, extending his championship lead once again with nearly a 30 second margin to second place. So well done to him. And uh, yeah, that brings to an end the Project Cars 2 stuff that happened this week. Uh, we're going to go straight on to GT Sport now, and I'm going to hand over to your lead commentator from that, X Natty G. So, yeah, we had uh, round five of the GT Sport League, which was at Monza, but we uh, we had no chicane for that race. So all the drivers going straight over what, well, the chicane that's known as normally turn one and two, but... Uh, now we just went straight over that, and uh, which we saw many overtakes actually into turn one. Um, but just like last week, we're going to start with qualifying, and for the second time in a row, uh, Play Dutchy took uh, pole position by four tenths this time. However, uh, during the 12 minute qualifying session, we saw actually quite a few battles on uh, for track position, similar to what we saw in the real left one race, with uh, drivers using the slipstream of the other drivers in front to gain the advantage on the straights and a uh, I think Tiger, did you have any tactics in qualifying that you'd like to like to share? Um, but yeah, I, I knew that I knew that in qualifying, slipstream was going to be key. Um, doing practicing, uh, slipstream in the first sector, you'd make up about seven tenths if you didn't have that slipstream in that first sector, which is it's just quite that's a big big margin. Um, so we knew that slipstream for that race was going to be key. Um, so I I came out a bit later because uh, we were trying to sort the stream out as, as you can remember, but uh, came out a little bit later um, and then I did a lap, put a bank lap in, came back in, and then I waited for the rest of the group to come back out, and then I went back out again to try and get that slipstream, and that's what helped me and get got my uh, got my fourth position. And yeah, so um, following on from that, you've had a good qualifying in uh, in fourth place, which set you up for a good race. Um, and at some parts of the race, we saw you gaining on the battle for the lead. 
but do you think you could have challenged uh, for, for more of the podium positions? Uh, yeah, I could have maybe. Um, it was difficult on that first lap, those first couple of laps especially. Um, Toussaint and uh, Dutchie and Duke all battling out there. Such clean racing between all three of them. And I, I, I was reluctant to get involved, if I, if I was honest. Uh, I got quite close by, and I think I was seven tenths behind them at one point. And I could have maybe have looked for a move, maybe somewhere down the inside. I could have maybe gone down the inside of play Dutchie, but uh, it, I, I just had to leave that room then. I knew those cars were going to be quicker than me, so I, I thought I'd hand back and try and get the jump on them and the pit stops. And uh, yeah, I could have done maybe a little bit better with that strategy as well. But, you know, fourth place, quality, fourth place finishing, you know, I'll take that and uh, yeah, go on to the next race. Yeah, it was, it was a good uh, race from you. And at the, uh, at the start of the race, we saw... Uh, using, using the slipstream of uh, play Dutchy to make the move into turn one, and also we saw Duke uh, making the move into turn two. So, uh, to do you think it was difficult to try and break the slipstream once you got ahead of those guys? Uh, yeah, sorry, I just uh, had a massive light literally right next to my house. Uh, God, <laughs> heavens, it's lovely and uh, sunny up here. <laughs> we should move to the north of England, Natty. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, it was more or less impossible to break the slip stream, really. I was trying to do my best. We ended up going three wide at one point. But I knew at the beginning of the race it was important for me to get past Dutch and into the lead because that um, just wanted to stop him from, you know, cruising off into the distance again like he did in, in Belgium. I managed to get him around the outside, luckily. Uh, but, yeah, it was just a little bit, it was a little bit too quick in the second part of the race. But, yeah, I think we're getting on to that in a sec. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, throughout the race, we, we saw you three battling constantly for the lead. Um, what, what was it like just constantly battling with the, you know, for the podium and for the race win? Uh, a little bit frustrating that I couldn't win it in the end. I was a bit upset with myself after the race thought I hadn't, you know, uh, hadn't done well enough. I think Duke kind of doomed his own race a little bit by pitting earlier because with that extra fuel load, you're just so much slower than the cars who were able to continue on the lower fuel then Dutch actually managed to pull about two laps on me I think he was saving fuel behind us though when we were battling because when you saw he wasn't really in a he wasn't really going for many overtaking maneuvers not like swapping and changing as much as me and Duke were down or each of his each of the overtaking spots on the track I think you saw that maybe the Mercedes that we were both driving was a little bit quicker in a straight line than the BMW that he was in even with a balance of performance on but uh yeah, I think it was a fun battle. I mean, we went three wide. If you've seen it from my um, personal POV and my personal YouTube, it is um, it is quite something. I mean, because <laughs> I remember just thinking, uh, I'm not backing out of this. The other two are backing out of this, but I'm not backing out of um, of Curva Grande when we're going three wide. So I'm happy that uh, we could give all of you some entertainment, at least in the beginning of the race. <laughs> yeah, it was it's really fun to watch, especially from the uh, commentator's perspective. But uh, unfortunately, we, we did see a few drivers uh, crash out of the race, and uh, most of them being at Ascari uh, in the second sector. Uh, on the opening laps, uh, Woody and Phoenix Gamer were going side by side through the uh, through the corner. However, there was a little bit of contact between the two drivers to cause Woody to go off into the gravel and into the barriers. But luckily, there was no major damage in him. He was able to carry on with his race. And uh, later on in the race, I believe it was about the, I think there was 20 minutes to go. And um, another driver who lost three of his car was Tobster. Tobster in the Honda NXR uh, went onto the AstroTurf, losing the rear. And then unfortunately went off into the barrier. And I believe he 
he wasn't as lucky as Woody, and I believe he got real right damage, I think. I can't quite remember. Um, but another driver, GJ, who has had quite an unlucky start to the championship, you could say. He was involved in an incident last week at Spa, and I think he was involved in a Turn 1 incident at uh, the Red Bull Ring as well. So um, he's had an unlucky start to his championship, but he was another driver who uh, was a victim into the Scarry corner. And he was going side by side with Frozer, but I believe Toussaint could give us his opinion on the crash. Yeah, so the GJ and Frozer incident is a bit of a it's a bit of a tough one. I think the game didn't give us the best angle to watch the incident from. But what it looked like from when I watched the um stream back was like, well, they were touching all the way down the straight, really, up until Ascari. Ascari's like a tricky corner in a car that has a lot of downforce, never mind, you know, GT3 cars. So, you know, they were bagging wheels all the way down the straight, you know, door-to-door stuff. And it looked like GJ had possibly got it around the outside, but Froza just tagged the rear left of the Subaru. And GJ actually caught it. So he caught the um the initial oversteer from the impact of Froza hitting him, but then he overcorrected a little bit on the curb and that spun him out we, the same thing happened in um in spa so whether or not that's just an imbalance of the subaru subaru potentially in the mm-hmm. some of the you know higher speed corners or whether that's just how uh, there's a, a driver error by gj I mean, I mean only he can give us um an answer to that i haven't actually driven the subaru in in gran turismo sport but uh, yeah so it, it looked like the subaru just snapped on him again once he caught it and that sent him off but I think if you were going to apportion blame, I'd say it would have to go on Frozer. GJ, you can see from the from the stream, he doesn't turn into the into the apex of the corner, at least from the perspective the stream gives you. He gives Frozer enough space. I think Frozer outbroke himself and went into GJ, causing the Subaru to go into the gravel. So uh, thank, thanks for your opinion. And if you haven't watched the race, I'd, uh, I'd recommend it. It's one of, probably one of the best races we've had so far. I think maybe Austria is also up there with one of the top races of the season. But if you haven't watched it, a little bit of a spoiler alert. So um, you might want to skip a few seconds ahead <laughs> if you don't want to know the results. But, uh, skip to the Dutch, S1 section. <laughs> uh, Play Dutchy got himself his second win in a row. And uh, yourself, to Saint and Duke finishing on the podium. And in terms of the championship, it's looking really, the, uh, really close at the top between the top three, with Duke leading the way on 116 points, uh, followed by to Saint on 106, and Jojo Power close behind on 105. So after five races, it's definitely getting a little bit, you know, a little bit interesting at the top. Uh, but there was also a last lap dive bomb um, on on, uh, on Oriol from Simmerberg. So um, what do you think? What's your opinion on that, Tiger? Uh, yeah, you could clearly see from Simmerbear, it was just a last-ditch last attempt to see if he could get any anything out of that last corner. But, uh, yeah, you've got to be careful. I mean, you can go for those kind of moves, but you've got to be careful that if you're going to go for them, you do it safely and correctly, and you don't, you know, you don't cause damage to the other car. There was a bit of damage involved, I believe, but there wasn't anything big, like, in terms of them spinning out or in terms of getting terminal damage. But, uh mm. No, it was. It, it, you could see it was just a last-ditch attempt to try and get around Oriol before they came around the before they came around to the start-finish line. But uh, uh, yeah, it was just you know it, I've seen drivers do it before. It's it's just you know, it, you've got to do it safely and correctly, and you can you can do it. But sometimes when you you're too far, if you're too far back in a braking zone, you just have to you just have to accept that you know you can't you're not going to get that position. 
Yeah, and obviously with the slipstream, he would have been rapidly gaining on the Mercedes driver. But obviously, you know, he was. I think, I in my opinion, he was a bit too far back to go from for the move. Yeah, definitely. But, I, but with the incident, I don't believe uh, they changed position. I think I believe Oreo and Simba were in the finished in the same position that they were in before the incident. So I don't know if that will be looked at. But now I'm going to hand over to Tiger for the uh, for the next next section. Well, thank you. So I'll be doing all of the F1 uh, from uh, this week. Sorry. Um, starting off with uh, last weekend's uh, weekend league, which has just started. And this is uh, it's the weekend league where we were in Monza for a, just a pre-season race. So I'm just going to do a little short summary for you of um, just uh, how the race went. And uh, yeah, this is the, sort of a brand new league in Gavry. They, um, Pay to get in. It's sort of it's almost like a donation uh, to go towards the gathering for them setting up all of this stuff and doing a fantastic job for all of us. So uh, just starting off with simply the winner of that race, he actually qualified, had a brilliant qualifying session, absolute uh, underscore eleven qualified on pole, and then won the race after uh, there was a collision in the Scari. So Scari claiming another victim again. Um, which caused a safety car, um, which then everyone came into the pits of soft tyres. And usually uh, Doku uh, didn't, uh, which led to him having a little bit of an incident. But uh, unfortunate for him, but Quaz Boy had a brilliant race. Um, came from 13th on the grid to finish third in the end. After he started on the mediums, went to the soft. So brilliant from him. Uh, and then there was the little incident just finally. Uh, before the safety car restarted between Jetsy and uh, uh, Gross Toto, I believe that's how you say his name. <laughs> um, both of those cars got uh, quite damaged just after the safety car restarted, um, but it looked like a clear, uh, clear swipe from uh, Jetsy in the McLaren. But if you want to go watch that full race, it's over on the Gava Racing uh, YouTube channel. Um, but yeah, it's just a short summary anyway. It was just a pre-season race, and the, the full season will be starting uh, this week weekend and uh, on to the next section is the golden crown so the golden crown um is another brand new series where drivers have to work drivers have to work in teams of five to fight for their leagues to find out who which league is the best league in gather racing and um, and it was quite a show wouldn't you guys agree yeah i'd oh, agree with that yeah I think it's interesting to see people who have been fighting against each other in their own respective leagues actually having to come together and work together. So, you know, if you don't have a great relationship with your championship rival, it's going to be uh, a bit awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. It was, it was interesting to see the drivers um, like working together, um, especially since some of them, like the likes of you and Shankster to Saint and, you know... Um, you know, other drivers as well, like Maras and Pope, who had been battling so much in their individual leagues, coming together to to work as like a team. It's it was very interesting to see. But let's talk about the big news firstly, as the Academy team um got an LLP two, which means the whole Academy team, not just the one driver, the whole Academy team has to serve an LLP two, which means they cannot qualify until ten minutes left in the qualifying session. Um, so we saw some interesting incidents from the uh, from the academy team. There was a bit of an incident uh, with 
between one of the academy drivers, I believe it was Popo Mares and Atom Grin. I believe RC8 jumped both of the starts, um, which is interesting as well. Um, but uh, yeah, it'd be interesting. But how uh, how do you think uh, this will impact the academy team, and how will all the how will all the teams be looking at having cleaner in the future races? So we'll start with you, X Natty. Uh, this I think give the uh, with the academy uh, having the LLP two, it could potentially knock their confidence down a little bit. Obviously, uh, they might be well. Obviously, well, hopefully they're going to be uh, thinking about being a bit cleaner in the next race. Um, but but yeah, this I think all drivers will be well. Everyone's going to be aware of well, everyone is aware of the penalty system, so they're going to do their best to keep it clean because you don't. It'll be quite tough to be in a situation where one driver causes the whole team to get that penalty. So I reckon these drivers will try and try and keep it clean for the next race. And um, yeah, that's yeah, definitely. Do, do you think? Do you think? Do you think that might affect the other teams in terms of might be a little bit of a warning to them in terms of keeping it clean, maybe, uh, to so that their whole team doesn't get a, a get a penalty. Yeah, I think when you have to work uh, as much as a unit in the Golden Crown series, which is completely you know unique from all the other races, where you're only really racing against you know your one other teammate and you're going for the constructors as well as the drivers. Uh, I think they just need to keep in mind that you know if one person messes up, it affects everybody. So I think going forward, that might make them potentially a little bit more cautious. Well, hopefully anyway, for the rest of us. As um, yeah, I feel like we at the Premier team have quite a a good understanding of what we all need to do to get the job done, and hopefully we can get it done. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so uh, yeah, so interesting to see how uh, how all the teamwork happens there. But uh, yeah, speaking of teamwork, we saw a lot of that happening during the race. Cars and each other's by DRS becoming almost a catch-up button, really, as teams of two were usually around the track, helping each other out with DRS and Slipstream. Um, however, the freshman team seemed to be their own worst enemy during that race. Uh, I believe you got a view- good view of what was happening with that uh, there, Toussaint. Uh, yeah, so Shankster and myself, we were both coming back through the field um, after qualifying, you know, in, in 9th and 11th, I think it was. But yeah, so we had a difficult quality and we were coming through the field, but we just got stuck behind the um, the freshman team, more or less. They were battling each other, like they were battling with each other really hard, which was, which I mean, it, well, it proved a detriment to them, really. They were forcing each other off the track, they were causing incidents with each other, stuff like that. And I mean, even though that they got three cars in the top 10, and we did as well, we had, well, many more points than they did at the end of the first race. In the second race, we dropped the ball a little bit, but I think the freshman team moving forward need to maybe sort out some rules of engagement between the three of, between them, the cars that they have in the race. And uh, yeah, it was a bit, is a bit too argy bargy for teammates, I think, in the Golden Crown. Uh, definitely, yeah. It's interesting to see on the on sort of how the how they worked there, and uh, I'm not sure how much planning and how much strategy they've done between themselves. But uh, yeah, so uh, another a driver who had a brilliant race here, Adam Grin, uh, who was representing the Super League and an outstanding both of the races the tw- the feature race and the uh, the sprint race um and the first race he had a, a, sp- a little bit of a spin towards the end um which he actually still managed to catch up uh, to i believe was it you two cent 
Was it you, or was it someone uh, else? Who was yeah, it? he spun at the end. He spun near the end of the feature race and managed to catch up to me on uh, the soft tires and get past. Yeah, he had a lot yeah. quicker, quicker tires, didn't he? But uh, yeah, he, was he also managed too to. Quick in general. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's the, he was. He was very, very quick, and he managed to win that race. And in the second, uh, in the second, in the sprint race, had a collision on lap two, uh, causing him to climb from the back of the field making a, quite a few very good overtakes and getting third in the end an outstanding performance from him when you agree ex natty yeah to to spin and then to come back through the field and finish third is so it's quite remarkable but he's just he's really well he's really quick and uh obviously proved himself a contender for this golden crown series but similar in the first race um when he when he spanned towards the end he did have he had the pace and the tires to, uh, to, you know, find the time back that he lost. And also in the second race, I believe he pitted early, so he was able to get the undercut on quite a few of the drivers who he'd um, who had overtaken him because of his uh, little spin. But so yeah, it's a remarkable drive for him to uh, come back through the field like that. Definitely, it was. And uh, we saw you had a little battle with uh, with Pope during the uh, the sprint race it was a very good move from you in the s's can you explain exactly what happened uh yeah so i was um behind pope i was actually looking forward to battling him seeing what the uh the academy boys are uh, made of a little bit and uh i when he pitted before me i messed up on my inlap which meant that i came out quite a ways behind him uh, i was able to catch up and from his uh, driving what i could see was he wasn't able to turn into the corners, I think, as early as he would have liked. So he's missing a lot of the apexes. So I knew from that point on, I think he had less or very little downforce on the front end of the car. So I could have got him probably in most of the corners, but potentially not down the straight. Uh, so coming on from lap eight to lap nine, I had the DRS down well, both straights and then going up the hill towards turn three. Uh, he defended to the inside. I went to the outside. I broke early because I knew he would go wide and I could try and get the cut back into turn five, I think it is, five and six. And then going into turn five, I was able to break later than him on the first part of the S's and then just drive around the outside uh, at, to turn six, coming up towards the hairpin. And then we're side by side for a little bit of a lap coming up into the final set. So the battle did actually continue on towards um, lap 10, but I did manage to just edge him out at the first corner at the beginning of lap 10. But yeah, it was a really fun battle to have with the runner-up in the Academy Series and hopefully he'll be, you know, moving up to the Super League next year so he can have more of those battles because he's a very quick driver. Uh, definitely, he was uh, very, very quick and uh, him and Mara is both bringing home some big points for the Academy League. And X Nanny, we saw you have a battle uh, for a few laps in the, the first race, the feature race with uh, Metboy, an intense battle back and forth between you two drivers. Could you explain the battle and could you explain to us how intense uh, that battle was? Yeah, it was, um, well, we were both, I think we'd both, I'd, I'd say for most myself and Metboy, we were quite kind of struggling a little bit on our worn hards. Because I think we were, but we both started on mediums and went uh, for the one stop onto hard. So it was quite hard not to lose the rear on some of the uh, exits of corners. But but the DRS and the slipstream around Bahrain is really, really quite quite powerful. And whenever one of us would overtake each other, we'd just get each other back on the slipstream with the DRS into the uh, the next corner. So it was really fun, and um, you know it's really competitive, especially with you know, battling with the likes of Metboy in the Super League. But, um, but yeah, I just I just like to say, Met Boy, if you are watching, thank you. And I do apologise if there was contact. I had a bit of lag, but you know that 
that didn't stop us from having a good battle. And uh, I believe towards the end of our battle with like, I think two or three laps to go. Um, I can't remember who, I think it was Mares and one of the freshman guys was able to catch up to our battle. So it was fun to have a, a four-way battle for, I think it was fifth place in the end with two laps to go and battling with every, one person from each league. is fun and competitive. So it's good to see that you know, these drivers are, are quick and that they are they do like a bit of bit of side by side racing. Definitely. And it was interesting to see in terms of the full race, uh drivers from different links racing against each other. Um I'd always wanted to see the Academy and Freshman boys go up against the likes of two Saint Shankster and Atom Grin and uh and we got to see it in that race. Um it was very, very good. But after all of that, uh the Super League came out on top by four points over the premier series so i can imagine you two are going to be a little bit a <laughs> little bit annoyed with that result but uh, i'm sure you'll bounce back uh, next week and uh, so yeah it's going to be an interesting one going into the next week's race in baku but that's all from me for the f1 stuff i'll hand back over to the main man tucson 028 for the final section where we're going to be having an interview with uh, duke i believe as a thank you very much, Tiger and Exanati, you both did great jobs as always. A thank you for doing that. As a right now, I'm going to go into the part you've all been waiting for. So, for all of you um part fans, part of the Dutch invasion here at Gavra Race, I'm going to be a bit disappointed we don't have another Dutch driver on for you this week. But we do have the cool guy. He's organizing the organizing even the GT Sport stuff. It is Duke SL64. Hi, mate. Sorry for the long wait. How are you doing? <laughs> if he... Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I, uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm doing fine. Thank you for having me. Uh, no problem. We're looking forward to doing this interview for a while. So anyway, so for our listeners who don't know uh, who you are that well, uh, could you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, so uh, I go by the name Juke whenever Jukebox is not around. Uh, SL sixty <laughs> four, and uh, I race for the I race the green uh, Mercedes AMG with uh, the coffee break logos all over it. So is that coffee break? Is that like a personal sponsor for you, or is it a um, thing that you just made up? No, that's a, that's a personal sponsor for me. That's a, an oh, actual okay. company. Oh, right, okay. We've got that kind of money in grab <laughs> That's racing crazy. already. That's actually mad. All right, okay. So we'll, we'll get on to uh, your real-world racing stuff, I think, at the end of the interview. But um, I'm going to hand over to Tiger now. Uh, so, yeah, for the first question here, what would you say is your favorite track on GT Sport and why? I think every time we go to Le Mans, I think uh, Danes is, is especially gets really hyped because of Tom Christensen and all the success he has so i would definitely say uh circuit de la south is a favorite yeah, it's definitely, definitely not because you beat me there is it <laughs> <laughs> as a ex you see, i definitely know what my favorite track is on gt sports so uh but <laughs> we'll leave that for another day. <laughs> well known fact <laughs> as a uh, i'm gonna pass the baton on to you uh so uh speaking of which you're currently the championship leader in the gt sport championship um how do you how much pressure do you feel going into each race now well the first race i was shaking i was uh and i was sweating a lot that i was probably that was the most nervous race at the nürburgring and then ever since spa i have that uh almost the same amount of nervousivity going into each race but uh it's not too bad 
you know, making up new words left, right, and centre. So I'm going to go straight into the next question. So you are the, as we just said, you are the you know leading driver in the GT Sport title race right now. So who do you think is your biggest threat to that championship lead at the moment? Oh, it's uh, it's this this guy. Uh, maybe you've heard of him. His name is Saints. Uh, some oh, yeah, oh, that so. guy. That's a driver. <laughs> <laughs> The, the Pastor Maldonado of Gavra Racing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there that guy as well that's going to come crawling up from the bottom of the championship after missing three races? <laughs> Play Dutchie. <laughs> and a bit of a threat as well. Well, he is yeah, I... insanely fast, but uh, I think if he joined in the beginning, yeah, maybe him too. But... Yeah. Yeah, well, I think we need to uh, very much nip his progress in the bud, I think, in the next race, me and you, Duke. you got you got to start winning again. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> no pressure, then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm going to hand over to Natty now. Uh, so the last race in Monza was uh, quite a thrilling race, actually. Could you give us your personal highlights from that race? Personal highlight would be three wide down the start-finish straight. Right, same. <laughs> yeah, Actually, that was really that. awesome. I went to a third uh, person on the car so I could see everything because it just looked so cool. I ah, oh, this is great. <laughs> I think I remember like that started from when I think you went a bit right at the parabolic and I kind of like nudged into you a tiny bit and I was able yeah. to. <laughs> Sorry about that. I was able to just get a um like a little bit more of a line on the inside. But I saw Dutchy coming and I was like, "Is he gonna?" Are we actually going to go three ride into the Kerbal <laughs> Crack? I was like, actually, we're doing this now, apparently. And I was like, I'm not backing out of this one then, because I want, I want to win this particular battle. And uh, fortunately, um, it didn't end in a massive ball of fire and pain. Yeah, <laughs> the somehow exit. it didn't. Uh, yeah, exactly. for me, though, behind. <laughs> I would have thought for something to happen. <laughs> you must have sitting there like, oh my Jesus. I was at the end of the I was at the end of the straight and you guys were at the other end. I was like, oh God. So like, this isn't gonna end well. I just saw three cars just go off into the distance and around the corner. I went, what carnage am I about to drive into? <laughs> I would I would have loved an inner dialogue from, from you, Tiger, just <laughs> Do GT Sport does it have fire in this game? Maybe fire and smoke. Maybe just you see a smoke rising up yeah. from over the trees. Yeah. Just <laughs> all right. So um, as well as organize racing in the GT Sport Championship, you're also organizing it, and I believe you're an admin for it as well. So um, how are you finding that side of things here at Gavra? Yeah, it's it's actually a really easy uh, doing all this work. Oh. Uh, oh. Uh, Sorry, yeah, admins. <laughs> no, but, but, the other but it, oh, I'm gonna get the shit kicked out of me right now. <laughs> no, but in the sense that that I came to uh, I came to Gavin with the uh, with the idea, and he was actually really really nice about it. And he was just you know, hey, if you have a an idea or you have a plan, you know, go do it. And uh, it was really um, it was really easy to to get to do what I wanted to do in terms of actually uh, running it with the, that's mostly people getting good, reliable people in the championship. That's the hardest one. Yeah, definitely. I think that, yeah, once we have that nailed down, it should be some really good, well, we've had some really good races so far, but I'm going to hand over to uh, X Natty for the next question. Let's Tiger, you have I was going to say a bit, I mean, as soon as I heard about the GT Sport Championship, I was straight in because I had wanted it to happen as well. So I was happy you jumped in there, Duke, and and, and took over. 
All right, nice one. So um, we uh, send our sentiments to Duke. I'm going to hand over to Exnaki now for the next question. Um, so if you have any, um, what are your future plans for the GT Sport uh, Championship going forward? And could we see maybe small changes before the end of the current uh, season to spice up the racing? Well, this first season, we will not be seeing any uh, changes to the regulations, but I can confirm that... I am already working on season two and I have already over eight tracks on the calendar and I'm slowly working out the amount of tire wear and whether or not we should have, as we learned from Monza, maybe a bit more slipstream because it was actually really difficult to, to get past each other. So, Is Mount Panorama on that? <laughs> I can no, no, I cannot confirm nor deny. I fully believe that one day when Tiger goes to heaven, his you know eternal pleasure <laughs> will be driving the 2009 brawl around Panorama. That will just some boat all over That would that will that will be his paradise. And so, oh, <laughs> if you haven't worked out by now, Tiger has a very unhealthy infatuation with the 2009. Drawn Formula One car. <laughs> 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 so you did actually have a couple of outings in the F1 2019, so uh, that's one of Natty's territory uh, with the uh, with the Renault team in the Premier Series earlier on in the season, which they didn't appear to go that well for you. Could you explain what exactly happened there, just from your POV? Yeah, uh, first of all, I, I was um, I was just setting up everything. Uh, in the in sort of wheel and PlayStation, all this, and then I forgot to make sure that I had uh, Ethernet. So I ran a lot of Wi-Fi. So I got kicked out left and right and center mm. of uh, a lot of the races. So yeah, that that's not not really helping. And then at the last race, I couldn't really control the car, and I had an enormous amount of lag. So I, I I pretty much said, no, you know, I I can't. I I really can't do this. So. And also, I just I was not familiar with the with the game. Fair enough. As um, it was uh, interesting to see uh, you like the difference between like your driving from F1 2019 to um to GT Sports. So I remember thinking on F1 2019, I was like, oh, okay, so he's uh, he's got some pace when he can turn it on, but like otherwise, it's just a bit meh. And <laughs> no offense. <laughs> and then we got to um like uh, the first one of the GT Sport. I was like. Oh dang! This guy quick. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and yeah, so it's been fun to have a lot of pals with you um, in the GT Sport Championship. Hopefully, we can continue that in the future. As I'm going to give it to Xnati now, I think again, unless I've been too biased, one of you. Well, I would just like to add in uh, that you have no idea how many times I've just screamed at my TV because I've seen you right behind me. Just go away now! So, I, do, so, I do that all the time. I see, I see, I get like, I get in front of you or like two sin, and I'll, I'll just see you coming up behind me. I'm like, please go away. Please, I want this podium. What are you doing? The, first, just be... <laughs> the first race in, in Nürburgring at the, I think, the last lap where I got my penalty, I, I really yelled out just swear words in Danish, just and then I saw I looked behind and he got the same and like, oh baby Jesus there is a gun oh, it saved my skin I really, I really, I really did think so that oh, this is just pure luck right now
I haven't asked once this question to. <laughs> All right, yeah, sure, sure, sure. You go, Tiger. Sorry. Oh, uh, with F1 2020 coming out, is there a possible chance of a return to the F1 game or one of our championships for yourself? Well, probably not. I think I'm gonna stick to um, to uh, Gran Turismo uh, for the Good time choice. being, but 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 never say never. I would say maybe. Yeah, fair enough. As a, so apologies to um, headphone users for uh, <laughs> I'm sure we've probably deafened about fifty percent of our fan base right now. <laughs> as um for sort of the final question, so bringing it more towards the real world stuff now, we also understand in your spare time you've been working on like, a motorcycle. I think it is. So how that's how's that going so far? And instead of that, I think you've been doing some real world stuff before the current um, global situation. Yeah, um, right now I'm I'm rebuilding for for all the nerds out there. I'm rebuilding a uh, a Yamaha FZR 600, and um, it's an old bike. It's from the 90s, so a carburetors and everything. But I'm doing a uh, an engine rebuild at the moment, and I'm going to do all the the other suspension components of the motorcycle as well. Yeah, so you're actually like fully rebuilding it from um, what whatever state you found it in, I guess. Yeah, actually. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Right, so, um, Jake's doing a little uh, Forza Horizon barn find thing there. <laughs> yeah, actually, it was kind of like that because I, I got uh, an offer. Some uh, some guy I know he he works a lot with uh, with those uh, types of motorcycles, and he he wrote to me and and he were pretty much, hey mate, there's this old motorcycle, you want it? And does it start? <laughs> yeah. Okay, then send it over. When it's from? It's from Germany. Oh. Uh, okay. What can you tell me about it? Nothing. I have no idea where this come from. I have no idea where this, where where he kept this. If it's illegal, if it's, I have no idea. Do you want it still? Sure. Just send it over. And pretty much, I, I got it home and I started to take it apart. And I decided pretty quick that ah, okay, I think I need to rebuild this, and I'm gonna build rebuild it into a, a track bike specifically. Oh, and so, like, leading on from that a little bit, so you mentioned your personal sponsor before. So they've been sponsoring, like, your bike racing, and I think he said you did some Formula 4 stuff? A bit of yeah, I did, some, I did some. I did a, um, a Formula 5 uh, test. Five. Yeah, test session. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I had pretty good luck with that. And then I, and then I have entered uh, some races, and there's only three, but it's still some. Mm-hmm. Uh, before this seemingly unknown virus going on right now everything just got halted so uh, yeah we are all on standby at the moment mm, yeah so um if i do end up losing the gt sport championship to duke that's my excuse he drives in real life <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, thanks for that one but it's been uh, lovely to have you on duke it's been nice to meet you i think we're going to do some uh, gt sport practice in a a few hours time hopefully like uh, me and you and tiger in a bit so uh hopefully we'll see you then and uh, it's been great having you on mate and thanks for joining us thank you for having me thank you all right see ya as uh, that was Duke SL64, everyone, if you'd like to be involved in the podcast in the same way that he was, uh, please message us on the Gabba Racing Discord, Instagram, or Twitter. Uh, we'll put out a, there'll be links to all of those in the description down below. But um, anyway, that's going to bring to an end then episode five of the grid slot. Uh, we've been, uh, you know, a bit t- 
tired running around, a bit scared of the thunder that's going on outside. I think we, um, we all need some uh, emotional support right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> as a, if you would like to see any of the races in full that we have talked about, they'll all be in the Gather Racing YouTube channel, which this will be uploaded onto. And you'll also be able to check out all of the other stuff we have going on here on the Gather Racing website. You'll be able to ask us questions for the Q&A, which we didn't do this week, unfortunately. But we are looking to get started up back again. But you'll be able to send your questions in on need Discord. more questions. We do Give need more, more questions, questions. desperately. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's just things about Natty's skincare routine, we'll take that as well. <laughs> <laughs> but um, if you do have any questions or comments or how we can improve, uh, leave them in the comments down below. Uh, you can message either three of us on Discord or use the um, Gather Racing Instagram or Twitter, all of which will be linked down below. Um, if you have enjoyed, don't forget to leave a like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening.